We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Twenty minutes a day. 365 days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. Tuesday, January 16th, 2024. It's our second podcast with the whole crew of the new year. And what a way to get this party started. The Green Bay Packers were in the playoffs. And I can no longer make the joke about the participation trophy wild card with the seven seed because the seven seed is no longer winless in playoffs, in the playoffs, because the Packers beat the Dallas Cowboys by a score of 48 to 32. And they really, the game is not nearly as close as the final score indicates. And the Packers could have easily like just named their score. They punted three times. One was with Sean Clifford. And one was the last series of the game where they were just run, run, pass, punt. It was dominance uh, in Dallas. And in a stadium, they now move to 6-0, 3-0 against Dallas in the regular season, 2-0 against Dallas in the postseason, and, of course, 1-0 in Super Bowl forty-five. That was against the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm your host tonight. I'm Jacob Westendorf. And from a football standpoint, my friends, since January 1st, I am on a heater. It has been a very good 15 days to yours truly and the rest of this crew, frankly, 
as well. I'm joined tonight by Jacob Morley, um, day one Jordan Love hater, and jumped off the wagon after hating him initially even, and now taking a victory lap. Morley, how are we feeling? None of that's true. None of that's super accurate, I should say. The jumped off the yeah, wagon uh, part is. I did, uh, yeah, we talked about that, but, I mean, we're back. We're we're all the way back, and I do have to say, like if you if you had blind faith in Jordan this whole year with zero questions about anything that was going on, like good on you. Like I wasn't there. Like October was rough, man. October was rough, um, but he answered a lot of questions quickly. I think Sam Munson from PS, PFF point like had a tweet today that he's like, Jordan Love has basically done the entire Josh Allen career arc in one year, where he <laughs> went from this. You know, big arm, big kid, athletic, you know, can he throw accurately to he's not missing throws. Like we talked about, I think it was us three in the DMs, like when he that second and nine slant that he threw behind Jaden Reed, that was a bad miss. And it was jarring because you haven't seen him do that. And like quarterbacks still do that, right? right? Like that's still a thing that quarterbacks will do. They will miss. But Jordan hadn't done it in so long that when that happened, you're just kind of like, Oh, that's right. And if you go back to all the way to October, though, like that's what was happening every fourth or fifth play, it seemed like. And it just seemed so discombobulated. Nothing discombobulated about this offense right now. They are firing on all cylinders. Mm-hmm. I said it today. This is the first time all season that they have had all their preferred skill position guys available. And what I mean by that is your preferred starting running back and in the, the entire arsenal of wide receivers. And, guys, they put up 48 points. And they did that. I think Christian had one catch. I think Jaden Reed. Did Jaden have a catch today? He not, He got. He went over. Okay. Uh, Wicks had the touchdown. You know, this was Dobbs' day, and that's just kind of what you're getting with from this wide receiver group. And I do want to say though, welcome back, Christian Watson. He had one catch for nine yards in the stat book, but uh, Romeo should thank him. I don't know. It's going to be fun to watch the All-22 on this, and we haven't gotten to that yet. Uh, but I can say for certain on the first catch where I think Romeo caught it like right on the star, that's going to be a fun one to go back and watch because yes, it looked like it the entire secondary went with Christian. And why would you not be terrified of him? Like what he what that man did to this team last year, his coming out party where he had three touchdowns and almost single – I mean not almost, basically single-handedly brought them back and won that game – why would you not give that guy that kind of respect? And it's almost like the rest of the group knew that. And Romeo's like, all right, well, I'll just, ro- I'm just going to ride your coattails for 150 yards then because I'm going to find the soft spot in the zone. I'm going to break away. I'm going to do my job while you do yours. And like just complimentary football on the, on the offensive side of the ball is just, it's chef's kiss. I mean, like it's, it's so beautiful. Uh, but, you know, Trey, and I've talked to you talking to you about this too. Just watching that, and when you have a guy, and, and Matt, Matt Lafleur says this a lot about Christian, you feel his speed, and that's basically what we saw from the Dallas defense, kind of from the jump. Uh, but man, just from you know, from your perspective, being you know Christian's big brother, having to watch him kind of go through this this lull, this you know injury issue that he's had. To see him come out today, and again, the one catch for nine yards is not going to scream, oh, huge game for anyone. 
But anyone that watches this game and understands what they're looking at is going to see that number nine was a huge piece of the game plan and a piece of this victory today. You know, how does that feel for you just kind of looking at it like, man, he's back? It's it's good to see. Uh, Obviously, he missed so much this season, more than he ever has in his life. Even, you know, the couple of games that he missed last year, that was an anomaly enough as it was. And then this year, you know, dealing with the hamstring situation on two separate occasions, that part was hard. But today was a game where he did what he was needed or at least what they needed from him today, right? Like you said, clearing out. I saw the exact play you were talking about. There was at least both safeties and a corner covering him. And Romeo must have been invisible in the middle of the field because he was wide open about five or six times and he he gassed him, like you said, for 150 yards. But then you're talking about um, also on, on the blocking end of things. I mean, most teams aren't asking receivers to motion in and block defensive ends, outside linebackers, down safeties. Christian does it 10, 15 times a game. And it's ironic because, you know, I sent you all that uh, that Little League clip of him and you posted the one with him pancaking two dudes and chasing down a third. That's what he was doing today was, was blocking guys left and right and Aaron ran for 100-plus yards. Uh, so, you know, obviously blocking plays a, a huge part in that. And like you said, just doing what was – what was needed of him today. Uh, and, you know, anytime you score 48 points, you have to be hap- happy for what each guy did within their role. Um, Jaden caught zero passes, and we could argue he's been the the number one guy down the stretch, at least lately, in terms of making those big impact plays. So, you know, it's, it was fun to see today, at least for Christian to just be back out there at the very least, um, having fun and then winning, right? That's That's what you want to be able to do and to have a chance to, move on to round two in the playoffs where nothing is guaranteed. Think about the fact that a couple of years ago under the old format, Dallas would have had a bye and Green Bay wouldn't have been in the playoffs. So, you know, thank the new format. Uh, we appreciate you. And and now all, all these dudes in Green Bay got, you know, a, a guaranteed second playoff check they wouldn't have had before and an opportunity to, you know, go in San Francisco and uh, Jordan Love got a noise. Jordan Love got a five hundred thousand dollar bonus. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, this game, you know, so, uh, props to the NFL. Thanks, Mr. Goodell. Exactly, exactly. So everyone's winning uh, in the pockets and and on the football field today, right? It's all good vibes. I got to get one of them playoff checks. I got to figure out how they send one of those to me. That would be that would be a nice thing. I think for for all of us, even why not? Everybody eats, right? <laughs> Uh, you guys heard our Maryland Terrapin, uh, our resident Maryland Terrapin here, Trey Watson, joining us tonight as he does every Tuesday uh, for the duration of this season. And and I know we talked about Christian Watson, uh, obviously, as we will most of the time he played today, was able to come back and, and make a catch. But the biggest play of the game came from a Maryland Terrapin and a former teammate, uh, Darnell Savage, channels. Tremont Williams, a play that Jacob Morley spoiled for myself and Ross Uggleman, another group chat. I just saw, oh, my God. Tremont. I don't know how I was that far ahead of you guys, but, yeah, it was. That's funny. That was one I couldn't keep to myself. Sorry. Well, what I've learned over the last, again, 14 days or so is that I have to turn my phone upside down when something is happening on the field because I talked to too many people during the course of a football game. But, Trey, Savage, to me, on that play, that is like all of his strengths on display at one time, and then Prescott hits him in stride on a slant to CeeDee Lamb. The score's 20 to nothing at the time, which sounds like a lot, but we've seen this Green Bay defense play this year, and Dallas has that bonus possession. Like, 
I think a lot of people would be lying to you if they said they weren't expecting Green Bay to be at 20 to 14 the next time that they touched the ball. Savage makes it 27 to nothing. I don't know. I mean, I know there's some PTSD for myself from, you know, the ghosts of playoffs past or whatever, but as soon as Savage picked six to him, I was like, okay, it's a wrap. The game's over. But just what did you see on the play, and then were you in the same boat? Did you think the game was over when that happened? I definitely thought that was it, right? Like, obviously, it's early. There was still time in, in the second quarter a little bit and in the second half, obviously. But 27 nothing. you know, that's a that's an early, early nail in the coffin, right? Like, you might not be able to hammer it yet, but, I mean, the nail is, like, set in there, ready to go. Um and that's a play from Savage that I saw him make so many times uh, when we played together. We only played one year in 2018. And that's honestly what, what made him a first-round draft pick. He basically made that same kind of play against Temple um, just on an out route. And it w- it looked that easy then too, right? Like ball hits him in the chest and he's just so much faster than everyone else that um, he's basically just turn- pan the camera and meet-, meet Savage in the end zone. And that's, that's what he's so good at doing. Um, I wish they would use him more in that role all the time because that's that's where he makes impact plays. That's where he can really be a difference maker. Um, and that's just where he's, where he's comfortable at, right? So it was really good to see him be able to make that play. And it was at a juncture, right, where, you know, I think everyone on Twitter and even the announcers were talking about, you know, could this be potentially where, you know, Dallas gets right back in the game? It was basically the whole time it was – when will Dallas get right back in the game? It wasn't, oh, man, Green Bay's playing so well. The lead is so big. Can Dallas come back? No, it was when are they going to come back? When are they going to score here, score there, make it one-possession game? Savage did that, and everyone's like, okay, yeah. It's, the answer is 2025, maybe. Yeah, yeah. You try again next year. Uh, so that that play was, was just critical, and, you know, everything worked out perfect for my dog. Dude, another – I just want to say, like, for Savage, too, like, that wasn't the only play he made today either. Nope. Like, if you remember the the end around, I think they still got five or six yards on it, but it was blocked really well. And, you know, you see Darnell just run the alley and chop him down at five yards. Like, it's plays like that that are kind of like the hidden yardage type things where it's like, yeah, technically that's like that's a positive play for Dallas, but Dallas was probably expecting to get 15-20 on that. And so to see him be able to run around and fly around and hit people like we did earlier in his career, like that's exciting stuff for him. And, you know, for Darnell, he is someone that uh, I don't know what the future holds for him in Green Bay, but I would not be shocked if it's if he's not in Green Bay next year. He's having a really good year because he was drafted to play for Mike Pettin in that defense and was damn near approaching all pro status in like after like a year and a half in this defense. And then, you know, Petten leaves, Joe Barry comes in, and he's kind of just asking him to do this quarter stuff, and it's not really what suits him. Mm-hmm. So um, he's someone that you kind of have earmarked as like, all right, if you're another team, what does that look like? You know, obviously Green Bay likes him enough to give him a fifth-year option. A lot of us were like, oh, they're paying him a lot, and they are. Um, but so Green Bay likes him, do other teams like him? And, and the guy that comes to mind always is kind of like a Micah Hyde type. Like if he leaves, is he going to go all of a sudden be – the player we saw early in his career. So uh, like I was saying, he's someone to kind of earmark for the off season. Like what, what exactly is the plan for him? Um, there's a couple guys on this defense and I don't want to talk about off season stuff too much because we're in the playoffs, but him, him and Quay are two guys that like, if they are interviewing for a new def- defensive coordinator, 
I would want to I would want to ask like what are your plans for these two guys because I think they're two guys that there's still a lot to unlock. But sorry. Uh, next next question, Dorf. What else you got for us? What's going on, Packer fans? It is time that you make Little Caesars, which is the official pizza sponsor of the NFL, part of your game day routine. If you guys know anything about me whatsoever, you know that I love pizza, that every time the Packers win, I have a victory pizza. And what you should also know is that victory pizza is from Little Caesars. I This is no joke. Little Caesars, by far and away, my favorite pizza. What you can do is you can order online during their Pizza Pizza pregame, one hour before and three hours after NFL kickoffs, plus all day on Sunday, and then you can get ready for football and fun. Choose your favorite Little Caesars pizza, pick the toppings you crave. Either way, you win. For me, I have the same order every single time. I'm going with their hot and ready pizza, pepperoni, no questions about it, and more importantly than anything else, always, 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 always get the crazy bread. It is in my opinion, the best food that you can get on the market. I'm not joking. I love crazy bread. Love, love, love crazy bread. Get it every single time. You win when you get crazy bread. And speaking of winning, literally everyone scores with convenient delivery or their in-store pizza portal pickup. So grab some friends, enjoy a few slices during the game, and always get your victory pizza from Little Caesars. You won't regret it. Pizza, pizza. Hey there. I'm sure you've heard a ton about daily fantasy sports, but I'm here to tell you that you've never experienced anything quite like prize picks. With basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the Specials League, a league created specifically for combo projections that includes two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, LeBron James plus Travis Kelsey at a 10.5 combo of three points made plus receptions. Even more fun yet? Do you want to play alongside some of Prize Picks' favorite players like rapper Meek Mill and comedian Andrew Schultz? You can now find community plays under the Promos tab of the app to view entries from some of the biggest names in the Prize Picks community each week. I've had so much fun making Prize Picks a part of my daily fantasy sports routine. They cover all of my favorite sports, have a ton of variety and different options to choose from, and the player choices are immense. I even had a fun J.K. Scott selection the other day for the Chargers game. I recently had a big win on Saturday morning in a London game, and it just made the viewing experience so much more enjoyable. It's fun, it's exciting, it's easy, and there's a level of creativity and uniqueness about it that I really, really enjoy. So go to prizepicks.com slash packaday and use code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash packaday using code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Oh, I mean, all I was going to say, those are backbreakers, you know, and that's a play that, you know, we kind of got spoiled in Green Bay over the years because Aaron Rodgers just didn't throw he didn't throw interceptions and he especially didn't throw interceptions that were returned for a touchdown. I don't believe he ever threw one in a playoff game. So uh, a pick six that is, and then for Savage to get that, I mean, like I said, at 27 rip, the only thing that kind of made it annoying, I guess, was that the kick return team or the kickoff team gave up a big return on the very next sequence, which what, what can we just kick it out of the back of the end zone? I have, it, it I have talked not- to, I was talking about this last week with, I was talking about this last week with Andy Herman for an alleged big leg with Anders Carlson. That has to be by design. I have no other explanation for that at this point. Anders Carlson, by the way, shout out, missed another kick today, has missed a kick in every game since they played Tampa Bay at the beginning of December. So that's that's fun, but that's the negative stuff for the day. I, I mean, the starting point of this game, we kind of buried the lead, I guess. But, I mean, this game is about quarterbacks. The NFL is about quarterbacks. And – 
Green Bay was not supposed to have the quarterback advantage in this game, and they did. Jordan Love outplayed Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott turned the ball over twice, which a just an absolute money quote uh, from Jair Alexander here with uh, they're talking to a post game and saying like, you know who the guys are or whatever. And he says, there's a, there's a few quarterbacks who have thrown multiple picks to me in my career. And now Dak is one of them. So he's among my top quarterbacks, which that's Jair Alexander to an absolute T. That's the job we love. That's the Jair we love. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but because of those interceptions, Jordan Love was the better quarterback in this game, and he wasn't supposed to be. Now, Dak Prescott is an MVP candidate. He might win the award when they announce it the night before the Super Bowl here in three weeks. But Or the week before, whenever the hell they announce it, I don't even know. They might do that. He might win the MVP award, and Jordan Love outplayed him by leaps and bounds. Green Bay scored 48 points and, frankly, could have named their score. You know, they kind of went into a shell and stopped playing early in the fourth quarter because the score was 48 to 16. You could afford to do that at that point. It was, and three touchdown passes. Romeo Dobbs had 150 yards receiving, and all of Love's touchdown passes. The one to Musgrave was just hilarious because there wasn't anybody like the nearest Cowboys defender was in Houston. It was, it was incredible how open Musgrave can was. Talk, can we talk about that? Cause I think, we can. That, I think that needs to be talked about. And we talked about that throw a little bit on the, on the pre-show. And you want to talk about like early season Jordan love versus late season Jordan love guys, Jordan love threw that ball like a jackass. Like mm-hmm. he, that was a punt. Mm-hmm. And I think, and which that's, that is fine. In that situation, I think he saw – he's like, my guy is so open. I cannot miss this throw. I'm just going to lob it to him. I think early season Jordan would have been like – you know, we used to always say, don't let perfect be the enemy of good. And he would have wanted to – I'm going to put this thing on him. This is going to be pretty looking. And it wasn't pretty, but it was six points, right? And I think, like, that is the maturation of Jordan Love as well. Where it's like and Luke Musgrave because he did fall down. He didn't fall down. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, no. It's and and I mean, you know, you know. Shout out to Luke for battling back from the lacerated kidney. Like that's not a that's not a nor that's a unique injury um, to have to come back from in the NFL. And you know his uh, his resilience to be able to come back and and continue to play. Um, that wasn't the only play he made too. I mean he, that that catch on the sidelines to move the sticks on third down where he goes up, uses all six, six of himself to go get it. I mean, that's, that's why you bring those guys in. And I, I, I have not seen the snap count yet, but I, I want to say, you know, of the 21 snaps and that's what's crazy of the 21 passing snaps. So threw the ball 21 times today, 48 points, 21 dropbacks. I think him and Tucker were on the field for like a dozen of them. And so that's kind of interesting. Uh, I'd have even been more than that because it looked to me like Green Bay's plan was to – and, Trey, I'd like to get your insight on this too, but they wanted the double tight group to kind of be able to – I know like the the cliche here is Gronk and Hernandez from the Patriots heyday, but where you have the ability to run and pass out of the formations and because of that. But Trey, just how much stress does that put on a defense when you've got a guy like Musgrave who can run like a receiver 
And a guy like Kraft, who's kind of come into his own, like Green Bay out of those formations, you have, you can't play, you know, you're kind of stuck in the point where you can't play too much nickel or dime against those formations, but Green Bay is able to throw the ball out of those formations, but you have to play bigger because those are run-based formations. It's it's a conundrum for, for a defense, right? Like you literally have a 12 personnel look where they could line up and they could be an empty. You could have both of those tight ends, Kraft and Musgrave, split out in 12 personnel. And, yeah, you 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 want to be in base. At the very least, okay, yeah, you, you can go nickel, but then you're still, you're still potentially down in the run game. And if both of those guys are, are good or even serviceable blockers, they now have a guaranteed advantage, stack the box or not. I mean, think about when we put it, if Keyshawn Nixon's in the box, are you like, oh, we can't run that way? No, you're like, hey, go go to where 25 is because that's just the reality of it. If he's got a fill in a B gap, even if he is just one on one with the running back, he's either not going to know how to do it. He's going to sit off and hesitate and we're going to get five, six yards on that play guaranteed. And that's if we we don't have a our running back make a guy miss. So those are those are mismatches that you really enjoy having, because then, like you said, if they do go in a, a base personnel, a four, three, a three, four, whatever. Go split Luke out, and what are they going to do? Play some kind of zone where, okay, now Luke's free up the seam versus, versus a linebacker trying to jam him or something like that. Like, either way, that's a win having guys who you can line up anywhere. And not not all teams have two tight ends where you really could say, they're fine doing whatever I asked them to do. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how how much uh, Coach LaFleur is able to you know integrate that moving forward in, in the playoffs and then even into next year. Um, and also, I think the 12 personnel helped them keep guys fresh at receiver, right? Like, obviously, Christian was going to be on a pitch count, so that's part of it. Um, didn't seem like Jaden was in a lot in those 12 personnel sets, and obviously he's had you know his fair share of dings over the last couple of weeks as well. Um, you know, so had Romeo with the, with the incident last week, so – that was probably a part of it as well, right? Like keep guys fresh, keep them balanced. You can rotate basically everyone in and out. And then they also have, you know, Davis who can come in at tight end, Dewaro who can come in and play the wing. So 12 personnel look like they're bread and butter today. And and obviously it served them well to the tune of 48 points. Uh, so you got to like that. Yeah. And, and that is the, like you kind of said, the advantage that they had throughout the course of the game. And, and the other thing about it, Matt LaFleur is more than happy to, if you're going to play a shell, we will happily hand the ball to number 33 and jam it down your throat, especially against a team where I do think that Green Bay's general plan was to try and do, you know, what teams have tried to do to them over the last, what, 15 years, where it's keep Aaron Rodgers on the sideline and, run the ball and protect it and be efficient in the red zone and score touchdowns. Like Green Bay's first drive, I think, was their the blueprint in their brain of, you know, run enough, efficient in the passing game, take eight minutes off the clock, score a touchdown. And Morley, we talked about this pre-show, you know, allegedly running backs don't matter, right? Uh, but Aaron Jones certainly does. I think of all the – since Aaron Jones has been back for a full workload over the last four weeks, so Carolina through the last three regular what last three regular season games and the one postseason game today, obviously. The Packers have punted eight times. And I could probably butter knife that down to even like, oh, this was Sean Clifford or or this was game script or this, you know, whatever. Like to make it work that way. 
through all the years, Aaron Jones is a seventh year running back and he's 29 years old. That in running back years might as well mean he's 50 and in his 27th season, you know, at a normal quote unquote position. And he's still their best player. And I think that has shined through today. I think you've always, if you're paying attention, then you know how much he means to that team in the locker room and off the field, let alone on the field where he is far and away. Like there are plays where you can see it might only be a six yard gain, but you're like, man, if that is thrown to anyone, but Aaron Jones or run to anyone with Aaron, Jones, it's like a one yard loss. And like, those are hidden yards that just help teams win games. And again, it doesn't always show up on the stat sheet, but through the last four weeks, he certainly has. He came into today's game leading the NFL in rushing over the last three games of the season and added another 118 yards on the ground today. Again, more like I said, he's their best player. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Yeah, you can't say enough good things about Showtime. I mean, he's he is the heart and soul of this offense right now, and it's not just because of necessarily what he does on the field. I think you hit the nail on the head. Like, you know, none of us are in the locker room. None of us are in there, but, you know, the way he speaks about his teammates, the way he speaks about his coaches, the way he conducts himself, and he's just – he he is a pro's pro, um, which is so important for these young guys to just see. Like, hey, season is long. How do we get through this? You know, 
see this guy that's dealt with injuries himself this year. Like, how does he get himself back and, and ready to go? You know, it would have been easy for maybe a younger player to like uh, pack it in. You know, I'm done. Yeah, let's see what happens. But he comes back with, you know, three weeks left or whatever and has been the best one of the best playmakers in the NFL these last three weeks. And, and Jordan love, you know, we, we say all the good things about him and, and rightfully so, but stuff's not happening. If 33 is not toting the rock, like he is, and it makes it so, so dangerous, this offense. And, you know, you go back to the 12 personnel with the two tight ends. Well, that's great. That's fine. And dandy. It makes it even more dangerous when you have a guy like 33 um, that can do what he can do with the ball in his hands. And I don't know what the future holds in the running back room. I think the Packers are absolutely crazy if they don't bring back Aaron Jones. I, I get that he's 29. I get that he's got some wear and tear on his body. And I even understand that at a certain point, if you are the running backs don't matter, the running don't pay running backs type of guy, you will at a certain point get to say, oh, look, they were wrong about Aaron Jones this year. It, th- that will happen. Father time's undefeated. It's not now, though. And it's probably not next year, right? And if it is next year, it's next year or whatever. I think at this point in time, like he's earned – he has earned the opportunity to play on this team until he cannot run anymore. And that's just, that's what we're seeing right now. Um, couldn't be more proud of a, of a guy, you know, just kind of seeing where he's come from, you know, Texas, El Paso kid, you know, I bet he weighs 185 pounds soaking wet and he just plays with his absolute heart on his sleeve. And he's such a joy to watch every single week. So man, uh, Aaron Jones, like I think that's I think uh, Mike Wall. Mike Wall says it on this podcast. Like he's the lighter fluid for this offense. Um, if you want this thing to be explosive, and I think Elton Jenkins said it several weeks ago. Uh, he's like, man, when we get everybody back, we can start putting forty on people. Well, they got everyone back, and they put forty eight on you know one of the best defenses in the NFL. So uh, shout out to all those guys. Huge shout out to Aaron Jones as well. I, I can't say it. I mean, it was like two years ago yesterday I met Aaron Jones for the first time. And the first thing that strikes you about him is just how impressive he is as a, as a person. And that, like, his teammates to a man, essentially, and the coaches essentially talk about it that way too. Like, it is – he's an impressive human. I don't have, you know, much else to add that you guys haven't already heard on that front. But he's a very easy – person to root for and I think that's with this team what is the most striking about it you know I told I told a friend of mine after the game was over Green Bay could lose 45 nothing next week and I don't even care like everything that's happened this season already is you know anything that happens from here is a bonus now granted maybe Green Bay goes on some run exercises those demons next week in San Francisco and then beats the Rams or the Lions or the Eagles or whoever the hell else is left at that point and wins the Super Bowl. Like, maybe. Doesn't feel likely. But even if they don't, you know, I mean, we kind of talked about this year or we talked about this last year that rooting for this team was kind of like a chore. You know, like the team wasn't fun to watch. They weren't fun to be around. It was all centered and focused around one player. And now it's not that. And granted, the quarterback that was here before Aaron Rodgers is one of the greatest players ever. I've had more joy watching him than, you know, most players that have put on the uniform of my favorite team. No question about that, but it was just time. And now this team is fun to watch. It's new. It's youthful. It's exciting. It feels probably like what we felt like in 2008 when Rodgers became the starting quarterback 
and it wasn't far of anymore. And that team was new and exciting. The difference is this team is winning more games than that. We won 10 games this year. If you include today's game, obviously. And yeah, they're headed to San Francisco. And I don't see many matchups in San Francisco that are in their favor. And that's not a slight quarterbacks better. Yeah. The quarterback for green Bay is probably better, but the quarterback in green Bay has been better than the one in San Francisco for a really long time. And that hasn't mattered like green Bay. So I looked this up already. Green Bay used to dominate San Francisco in the postseason and in general in the nineties. And then the Terrell Owens catch kind of changed everything. The Jerry Rice fumble that turned into the Terrell Owens catch changed everything. So they beat San Francisco in 2002 when Jeff Garcia was the starting quarterback. But then since then, it was Jim Harbaugh and Colin Kaepernick twice, once there, once in Green Bay. And then it was Kyle Shanahan and Jimmy Garoppolo once there and once in Green Bay. They've beaten them the last four. And the only one, there were two that were close. They lost on walk-off field goals at Lambeau both times. And each time they've gone out there, they've gotten spanked. So we'll see if that trend holds this time around, because this time, yeah, Dallas is kind of the friendly confines for Green Bay. You know, they own the Chicago Bears, as they've talked about, but they kind of have an ownership stake in Dallas, too. Next week. Fancy Bears. Right, right. The 49ers. <laughs> the 49ers are the best or the second best team in football. And Green Bay hasn't had a lot of success with teams that play that style. And, I mean, you guys know all the stuff at this point. Trey, I'm asking you. To build me some optimism and a path to victory. Sure. So, <laughs> <laughs> so the reality, right, is today the the Cowboys were the CD Lamb and Dak Prescott show behind a, a really great O line most of the time. The difference is San Francisco is the fully complete version of what the Packers are young core is offensively now, right? They have Kittle, you have CMC, best running back in football. You have Ayuk, you have Debo, you have uh, Jennings who, who rotates in there. They have the fully complete and everyone is in their role as, you know, the, their tier of stars. You have Trent Williams, arguably best left tackle in football. Who, although outside of him, I don't really love their, the rest of their O line. So, you know, maybe there's something there. Um, I think, you know, you, you have to say, okay, this team is going to score. Uh, Brock is similar to Jordan in that he doesn't usually turn the ball over. So that plays into their, their favor as well. Um, but this game is going to be about, you know, who can one hold on to the ball because you're just going to have to uh mistakes are they they just hold more weight you know late in the playoffs and and when things matter this much as we saw today with the with the two interceptions they came at you know extremely critical points in time and they completely swung the first half in our favor and dallas could never recover this that 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 same thing could hold true uh against san francisco One, one way or the other whether we turn the ball over or we're able to take it away from them those plays will, you know, come down to who win, who wins and who loses at the end of the day. So I think it's going to be can our young playmakers make enough splash plays to keep up with what is the fully formed version of what we're looking for, right? Um, can Jordan keep this thing going? Jordan has been on an absolute tear. 
Um, and you just got to hope that it, it doesn't end at any point in time in these playoffs. And then we're sitting here talking about Vegas in a few weeks. So that's going to be the key. Um, I think defensively, Joe Barry and the guys have kind of found a way to do enough to essentially let our offense work, let our offense build momentum. If we can get one or two stops early on San Francisco, we score a touchdown, we, we add a field goal, we, we, you know, we get a 10-0 lead, something like that. Then guys get confident. Then guys start playing more free. That's when you get the play like Jair made uh, with the great coverage on, uh, I think that was Cooks. That's when you get Savage, you know, hey, I'm going to go take this one, and you get a pick six. Um, if you get if you get San Francisco feeling that they can't hand the ball off to McCaffrey every first and second down, maybe, you know, you start feeling more confident on defense. That's the key. How much confidence can we build on defense with some early stops to get them where, hey, they have to throw the ball every play? At least you know that. You start trying to get some pressure on that other side away from Trent Williams because, let's be honest, that side is – it's a brick wall, uh, arguably like the great wall of San Francisco. You're, you're just not going to do anything over there. Let's handle that other side, see what we can do, see how Preston and Rashawn can make something shake um, and keep it close at the end. And then who gets the ball last? Uh, right now we're at the point where Jordan's playing so well and everyone around him is feeling so confident. If we get the ball last, we're confident what, what we're able to do. Um, and that's that's where I'm at with it. That's where we're at, and that's where we're going to leave that, boys and girls. We're out of time for this week's show. The Packers win by a bunch, 48-32, to over the Dallas Cowboys. I am sure everyone in the world has a Cowboys fan that they want to dedicate this game to, so special (laughs) shout-out. I can't believe it. The Cowboys are like the hype team every year, and they have not been to an NFC Championship game since I was five and that streak is going to continue four even that streak's going to continue. That's incredible to me that that's the case and remains hilarious, but we're out of time for the show. You can follow all of us on the X app. You can follow trays at MD underscore Q U E 33 two. Damn it. No, 33. No, 33. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, 33. No, you had it. I had it right the first time you can follow Morley. He's at Jacob Morley. I'll get that right before the end of the year at this point. And you can follow me. I'm at Jacob Westendorf. Thank you guys for listening and following. We'll be back next week. And we'll see at the time of recording. We do not know uh, when the Packers will be playing the 49ers. My guess here is it's going to be Saturday because the winner of this Rams game is going to play the winner of Eagles and Bucks. And I can't imagine that they're going to do Monday to Saturday, but but we'll see if that is uh, it's the NFL. So anything is possible. Uh, We'll see what happens, but thank you guys for listening. And uh, it's Packers Niners next week in Santa Clara. See if they can exercise some demons. See you then. (laughs) 